right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Native MMA Radio. I am your host, Randall, folks. My great co-host, Waleed Kandusi, is with me as always. Waldy Wall, man, we had some pretty good fights this last weekend. Frankie Edgar drops down to 135, makes his debut against Pedro Munoz. Personally, some of the fans were, you know, you were seeing them on the, the, the tweets on the bottom right-hand corner. I was so confused on what were the fans were saying when they thought Munoz was up three rounds to one going into the uh, fifth round. I rewatched the fight, and even I told you, I, I had it for Frankie four rounds to one each time I watched it. Yeah, it wasn't a controversy, I feel like. Yeah, I, I, I was so confused on what those guys were talking about. It, 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 I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit. Did you, you obviously seen it for Frankie as well, correct? Yeah, exactly. Did you see it the uh, same way I seen it? I actually seen it the same way. I felt like Frankie did enough to win majority of the rounds. And, yeah, uh, I even yeah. wrote it down. I believe it was the fourth round. It was the only round I give Pedro, and it was a 10-9, and they were all 10-9 rounds. It was Frankie, Frankie, Pedro, Frankie, Frankie. Frankie's the winner, 49-46. Yeah, I don't see why Not the... one judge had that same scorecard as me. I was confused as shit when I didn't hear it once. I was like, wow, usually I'm like kind of spot on with the judges, but they were just all over the place. Like, you know what? Luckily, a lot of fighters decided to not use them, yeah. and I think that was probably the best thing that they could have done. Don't get me wrong, but the, the performance of Pedro Munoz was great. It's great. just that he was in the fight the whole yeah. time. He, he didn't was, get yeah. he did not lose a round by much. Okay. Yeah. Let me point that out. When I talk about Pedro Munoz losing four rounds to one, he 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 lost the round by we're, we're talking fractions of an inch. Very, very close rounds. And, yeah. and for me personally, and I believe Dominic Cruz alluded to it on the telecast. For me, the biggest takeaway was Every single time Frankie was throwing, he was throwing combinations, and he was landing multiple shots. Yeah. When it was Pedro throwing, he just threw one shot at a time. And one shot, he either yeah. threw a kick or he threw a punch. There was no combinations. There was no fluidity to him. And really, that's what gave me <clears> – <throat> sorry, that's what had me give the rounds to Frankie Edgar. I, I really think Frankie Edgar at 135 could be dangerous. Yeah, listen, Frank – like – Let's imagine that when it came to strikes or whatever, it was the same. Or even let's give it to Pedro, you know, even though I'm not giving it to Pedro. But the fact that Frankie was throwing combination and and going for the takedowns, and he at least gave that illusion of, like, dominating the fight. Yeah, and the volume round, really yeah. did dominate the fight. Exactly. And volume is very mm -hmm. important. In, this, in decisions fights, volume is very, very important. Yeah, Pedro Munoz actually outstruck... Frank yeah, exa now, exactly. Frank Edgar at the two takedowns later on in the rounds. I believe it was in round four and round five. He got the two takedowns. Yeah. But besides that, he didn't really need to worry about the takedowns. Uh, it was a, a great fight. We'll talk about it a little more later. Let's jump all the way to the very first fight of the card like we always do. A uh, great fight. This is exactly how you should start the fights off. Exactly. It was a catchweight bout. It was actually one of the performance of the night bonuses. Yeah. Mr. Trevin Jones decides to take his UFC debut against a guy named Tam Tamer Believe. Now, if you know anything about Believe, he is a dangerous opponent for anybody. So if you're going to go in there and make your debut against a guy, you got to go in there and give it to him. Talib put it on Jones in the very beginning of the first round, hurting Jones with a huge body shot that crumbled him to the floor. Now, he even spoke about it, Jones, after the fight. He said, you know, my main focus when I got that body shot was just, just stay, stay moving, to stay alive, 
do whatever I had to do to just get through that moment because I knew it was going to suck and I knew it was going to hurt, but I knew it was something that I could recover from if I just gave myself a couple seconds. He ends up recovering and uh, scores the knockout, man, Two in the second round. One seconds into it, Trevin Jones obviously goes back to his corner, figures out what he needed to do, and it goes in there and gets the victory. For you, what was the biggest takeaway of the fight? The fact that he was able to have such a big turnaround after the second round or just the fact that he was able to survive those body shots? I feel like it's it's uh, both things. The fact that he was able to survive and then to, to finish the fight, like... It's not easy to do. We see some fighters like surviving and maybe taking it to decision, which is already a something huge. But to to make to make a turnaround and win the fight by a finish is amazing. And just I want to point out something for people who say that you know maybe I will just catch the main card or whatever. This is the second card in a row that the first early prelims fight gets a performance of the night. Yes, it, it, it was back-to-back events that we've had yeah. the very first fight have performance tonight. And you and I talk about it all the time. You know, the future stars of tomorrow are on these prelims yeah. right now. You just can't, We'll talk about a young man in a little bit who I feel like is really going to be a future star in that 185 or possibly 205-pound division. Now, young man we're going to talk about next, Matthew Smellsberger, made his UFC debut against Carlton Minus. Smellsberger looked very dominated. He ended up getting yeah. a unanimous decision of victory. Really, just controlled all three rounds. Was able to get three uh, take or sorry, two takedowns. Just a beautiful control of minus the entire time. He was able to control the striking between the two of them. He really he he pushed the pace that he wanted to push. And he made minus play his game. Yeah, Smellsberger like. I feel like when we talk, like I talked uh, earlier about volume, in these decisions wins, the more like you are efficient, the more that you're going at it, the more you have chances to win. And uh, that's what made the difference. Outside of the two main event fighters who fought five rounds, yeah. Matt Salzberger has the most strikes landed. And one of the and the main events went like uh, for five rounds. Yeah, exactly. All five rounds. So Matt Smellsberger, three rounds, 118 strikes. No one even comes close to that. Amanda Lemos has 83 in her fight. Uh, That was a great performance as well. But let's talk about Jordan Wright for a second here, man. The kid trains with John Jones. You and I spoke about him before this last fight. And we talked about this kid that could be seriously special. We talked about his average fight time, which I I, got to look it up real quick. I believe it was like 90 something seconds. Yeah. I was was talking to my dad on the phone when he, when the fight started and he threw the head kick and I was like, oh shit, he's going to do it again. And that was maybe like 30, 40 seconds into the fight. And I was like, damn, he's he's about to finish Ike Villanueva with that head kick. He didn't yeah. end up getting the head kick. To, it landed clean. Villanueva ate it. He got him in a clinch, though, and just went to work with dirty, dirty knees. Ended up taking Ike's Villanueva's. He cut him on the lower part of his eyebrow, but it was just yeah. dangling down. It was a super bad cut. The ref stops the action, brings in the doctor. The doctor obviously calls the fight just based on the fact that it was just a bad cut in a bad spot. The only thing that could happen from there is just just permanent damage to his eye. You got to understand, if Jordan Wright continues to hit that area, blood is just going to rush and Ike going away with his eye. So the the doctor did what was best for Ike in the long term. I understand that now he's 0-2 in the UFC. That's probably not the way he wanted to go out, but... It, it, that's the way it is when you sign that yeah. dotted line. 
it was a, the right call by the doctors, I feel like, because like you said, it was too dangerous. But like you said, like last week when we spoke about this fight, we were very intrigued by Jordan because let's face it, we didn't know a lot about, about him. Just the fact that he's undefeated, he's a finisher, and that he trains with John Jones, yeah. which is enough. Yeah, which exactly. is enough to know. Yeah, which is fucking enough to, to, to want to watch it. Like he walked in at, at 200 pounds on the scale for yeah. a 205. He's an 185 pounder. Yeah. Uh, that kid could really make a splash 185 pounds. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. And the fact that he's a finisher, I feel like he will move up the ladder pretty quickly if he keeps on winning fights in the first round. Like, just see McGregor. McGregor, when he was winning, like, it's fights in the first he's round. Doing it too. He's exactly. doing it dirty. Yeah, violent. Very, very violent and very, very fast. Be on the lookout for that young man, Jordan Wright. He, yeah. The future is, is very bright for that young man. Now, Mizaki Iono lost a uh, serious, seriously one-sided unanimous decision to Amanda Limos. Amanda Limos, like we talked about, was the second most strikes landed for the three-round fights. Yeah. It, it was beautiful. Uh, all judges had the judges' scorecards 30-27. There was obviously the 10-8 round, two takedowns, 150 total strikes landed for Lemos, uh, and a hundred or sorry, 83 were significant. 83 yeah. of them. Think about how amazing that is. The per round, she hit her with 33 strikes in the first round, outstriking her by 16. In the second round, she outstruck her by two. And in the fourth round, she outstruck her by 11 strikes. We're talking about just complete volume. And she didn't just, you know, stay to one side of, uh, Mugaki, she, or Mizaki. She, you know, worked all parts. She worked her body, her yeah. worked her head, she worked her legs. She really put on a striking clinic, and she also showed that she has the grappling to really stick it out with anybody in that women's flyweight division. I'm interested to see what is next for Amanda Lemos, and I really feel like this is another young lady who could be skyrocketing here in the UFC soon. Well, she has the first name correct. Like she has, she's named Amanda. So people would be intrigued just oh. by the fact that she, her name is Amanda. Mizuki really tried hard. I feel like Mizuki really tried she because she went in there. She put yeah. on a hell of a performance. It was just you, it, there's levels to this game. Exactly. And, and the one thing is, is Mizuki is a very good kickboxer. But when you start mixing it up, and uh, Amanda Limos was on a completely different level when it came to her grappling. Yeah, uh, it was like you said. There's level to this, even though Mizuki really like, like didn't give up. I feel like it wasn't really an easy matchup for her, but she still went to decision, which is pretty huge because I felt like in such a fight, multiple times yeah. where Amanda Limos could have finished her for sure. Exactly. So, yeah, kudos to both of them. I feel like Amanda deserves to be named Amanda, and Mizuki performed pretty well. No, for sure. Uh, now this is starting off. The main card, Daniel Rodriguez, comes in and takes out Dwight Grant. Oh, Dwight Grant, I believe, had three different opponents this fight week. Originally scheduled to fight our good friend Jared Gordon. Jared had to pull out. Was scheduled to fight another guy, as so was Daniel. These two ended up fighting each other. It was a wild week. We only ended up with nine fights. I believe Waleed and I talked about like 13 fights the other yeah. day. So a lot of mix-up in the main card. This was one of them. And Daniel Rodriguez got the call, and he did not disappoint. Goes in there in, what was it, 2 minutes and 24 seconds with just a beautifully placed knockout of Dwight Grant. Dwight Grant folds. He really, really folded him. It looked like a lawn chair. Let me tell you what, Daniel Rodriguez has heavy hands, and I would love to see Daniel Rodriguez up against your man, 
Mike Perry. No, listen, I will not be great fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I, this is a fight I think I feel like nobody will be disappointed watching. But, dude, like in two rounds, uh, in two minutes, I'm sorry, in one round, in two minutes, dude, we had a lot of he shit got, going on he in, got one dropped. in one fight. He got yeah. dropped by Dwight Grant. Dwight, the body snatcher, look, he was about to snatch another body. But Daniel Rodriguez rose from the ashes and just put in that work. Let me tell and you, dro- and the combination that times, dropped man. him, the combination that dropped him, it was beautiful. I believe it was a left hook, right overhand. It was to the yeah. fucking dome. But the, I feel like, yes, it was a knockdown, but maybe he, it's just because he didn't really, he didn't see the star, the strike. That's why he went down. But I, I feel like he was still there. That's still you know, in the fight. Yeah, yeah. He was really, really right still in the up. fight. That's where you need a great referee. <clears throat> like definitely. Yeah. I mean, and, and that was a situation too, like where uh, you know Dana Rodriguez got hit with some big shots. But the most important thing that he was doing, he was constantly moving, constantly moving. He yeah. didn't take it. He he. You know. He, the one thing that referees hate when fighters do is when they just curl up into a ball and just take yeah. the punches. You know what I mean? That's the worst position you could put a referee in because obviously you know dude's going to stop the fights. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you need to move for sure. And when you don't move, it just looks bad. Yeah. And, uh, man, we had uh, a hell of uh, two minutes in this fight. Like In two minutes, we, we saw everything. Yeah, it was a great performance by both of them. I, I definitely wouldn't take anything away from Dwight Grant. Daniel Rodriguez just looked amazing, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, Shauna Dobson was the biggest – Shauna. Shauna Dobson, sorry. Shauna Dobson yeah. was the biggest underdog on the entire card against Mariana Agapova. And she did not disappoint. Mariana Agapova went out there with a furious game plan. The only problem was she could only last about a round and – a minute and a half with that game plan because she didn't have the cardio to uphold what was she was putting out. But for Miss Shetta Dobson, all she had to do was withstand the storm, make a lot of people a lot of money, and she got a performance of the night bonus and a beautiful TKO one minute and 38 seconds into the second round. So yeah. really, it, it shows me two things. Shetta Dobson is never out of a fight. And yeah. Marina Agapova has a huge hole in her game when it comes to her cardio. I agree with you. And I just want to point out something. Uh, the, like in the last couple of months, every fighter that the UFC actually tried to push lost. We, I'm talking about Sean O'Malley. I'm talking about Stan Higgin. And I'm talking about her. Uh, if I'm if I'm going to bet... Yeah, Sasha Bison. I'm sorry. I wanted to say Shabazian and said Stan Higgin. Listen... With Stan Hagen as well, too, though. Also, so if I want to bet in the next fight, if I see the UFC doing a huge promo about someone young, I will bet against his opponent. <laughs> Lately, I, I will do it, listen. But like you said, I feel like Maria is a tremendous fighter, but her cardio, man, you cannot get tired in two rounds. You cannot. It's, yeah, it's unforgivable. That that happened. Maybe there was a maybe there was reasons. Who knows? Maybe she was under antibiotics, or maybe she was sick. Maybe there's some stuff we don't know, but... She really looked gassed out, so that's not good. Maybe it's just you can't go three rounds, five hard rounds with that game plan. Exactly. Oh, for sure, for sure. Maybe she uh, just. Needs, uh, I think. I think you know Connor kind of has that same problem. He's got such a great fluidity style, and he's so fast with it. 
But can he withstand 25 minutes of going like that with all the flashy kicks that he does? Everything? I mean, he's shown plenty of times that it's hard for him to get through 25 minutes. Mary Agapogo might have the same problem at this point. And I feel like Connor for sure have a better cardio than her because Connor really works on his cardio. And with all the work he's doing and he's still not there to go 25 minutes. So imagine how much work do you need actually to be that flashy when it comes to fighting and have the cardio. It's almost My impossible. Cardio fucking sucks <laughs> uh, dude all you do is smoke weed so yeah i know well not so weed i work for the state of nevada and they cannot know that so i do not do that he's lying oh. okay, okay. <laughs> he's lying he's got slaves <laughs> oh what the fuck man <laughs> so the very next fight the great lightweight matchup joe selecki against austin hubbard joe selecki looked like a little spider monkey on austin hubbard's back the entire time he Ended up finishing the rear naked choke three minutes, 51 seconds into that fight. But for real, man, Joe Selecki held on, man. I, I was ready to fall for him. You know, his legs were killing him after that fight. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, Just to hold was, that position, it's yeah. so much like that dude's got cardio for days. For days, for days. <laughs> and uh, I enjoy really about this card. Like we had a lot of finishes, man. And this another one. Dude, this main card, I believe, what they were all finishes except for the 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 final fight. And the final fight, if we fans wanted wanted it to last even longer, so you know. Oh yeah, I, you could have gave me another twenty five minutes of Frankie and Pedro. No, yeah, I mean, it was exactly. a great fight. Like I said, razor thin. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but we got to talk about Mike Rodriguez for a second. Our boy, slow Mike Rodriguez. We're going to be talking to him a little later. We were supposed to talk to him before the fight. Things didn't work out. He was dealing with the weight cut and everything. So I wasn't trying to bother him. But we will have a discussion this week, him and I. But let me tell you about slow. That boy is not that slow. Okay? Yeah, nothing slow about him, brother. <laughs> he hit Marcin Pagranaj with some huge elbows to finish that fight. I, I honestly, I, I didn't think Marcin was going to get up. Uh, I mean, he hit him with, uh, I believe it was a left or a right elbow, but it was yeah. from hell. Yeah, it was from hell. And uh, like you said, there's nothing slow about the guy. He went out two minutes in the first round, got the finish, and went out. And this is the perfect. This is, like the two, the, this is nice. Like you have the two Rodriguez who actually like won in the in the first round in the second minutes. Sometimes life is funny. Sometimes life is funny. Sometimes life is funny. But seriously, Mike Rodriguez, I mean, nine total strikes to Marcin's head, and that's all it took. That's all she yeah. wrote. That's all she wrote. Mike Slow Rodriguez looking beautiful as always. Here we go. Let's get into the main card. The answer, Frankie Edgar against the young punisher, Pedro Munoz. The answer comes out victorious in his Bantamweight debut. Let's break it down for a little, the world one second. Okay, so let's talk about the striking real quick. Yeah. Um, so the blue corner was Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar in the very first round was outstruck by one strike. In the second round, he outstruck Pedro. In the third round, he was outstruck. In the fourth round, he was outstruck. And in the fifth round, he was outstruck. What you are not seeing is in this fourth and fifth round, Frankie Edgar got the takedowns. So you can nullify anything when it comes to striking there. Frankie's going to win those two rounds no matter what. In the third round, that for sure, uh, I gave it to uh, um, Pedro. I, I thought he won that fight. I thought he did more in that round. 
the first two rounds, though, I could see you tossing it up and giving it either way. I mean, they were both super close rounds, but in my opinion, I thought Frankie won both of those rounds. A lot of um, Pedro's shots uh, were to the legs. So I, I don't put a whole lot of emphasis on that, especially when Frankie did so much damage, you know, to his to his head. No. You look at the land, the the landed on target was seventy seven percent head, five percent legs, seventeen body for Mister Frankie Edgar. Pedro Munoz had fifty nine, fourteen, twenty six. So definitely Pedro is more diverse with his strikes, but I feel like what you know Frankie was able to do especially with the combinations they dealt more damage yeah. than the strikes that Pedro landed so I I I, ha- I understand where if you were just looking at the numbers you know purely just the striking totals then yeah. I can understand where you gave the fight to Pedro but if you look at the fight as a whole and when you look about the damage that the strikes are you know accumulating you have to give this fight to Frankie Edgar yeah and even even if you're looking at the just the striking, it's so close. Maybe he had more, but does it really mean that the more you have it equals your winning? Because no, because I can uh, throw ten little leg kicks that don't really mean shit. But yeah. you landed two more combinations than I did. Exactly. So what what can we say? I feel like there was no issue with the decision. I feel like Frankie really with the with his takedowns and even his takedown attempts, he was really trying to win more rounds i feel like because he knew i feel like he knew that it would go to decision and that's the veteran instinct of frankie you know obviously we talk about a guy who's who's used to having guys who are a little bigger than him a little slower than him when he's fighting personally to me i didn't think that he was much you know slower than the other Bantamweights. I, I feel like him and Pedro were almost, you know, equal yeah. in speed. So I don't feel like he gave up a lot of speed to Pedro Munoz. I feel like he could really make a run in this division. Pedro Munoz is a yeah. dangerous threat in the Bantamweight division. And if Frankie already goes in there and that's your first victim, I mean, uh, one more shot and, and you're you're right there to fight against Jan. Yeah, and I feel like he really adopted the, the right method for this fight because if you see a guy who was actually a lightweight at some point fight a bantamweight, you will feel you will think that he will go all power, you know, because for sure he have more power in his hands. But he didn't. He fought actually like a real bantamweight. He went for the combination. He went for volume. He went for nonstop action. And yeah, he really fought like a bantamweight. He didn't fight like someone who was a lightweight who went down just with power and trying to knock down knock out people. Because that's not who he is, and that's not how you succeed in this division. No, he was really smart about it. And, yeah. uh, you know, like you said, he, he didn't try to go in there. He wasn't seeking that power exactly. punch. He wasn't, you know, looking for the big, huge knockout. He knew what to do. He, he adapted very well to the Bantamweight division. He, Frankie Edgar, because we are able to do this so late in the week, we already have the rankings out. Thank you. Frankie Edgar is number five. He was not ranked last week. Makes the sense. people who are ranked ahead of him, number one contender, Marlon Marais, the obvious next in line for Peter Jan's title, Aljamain Sterling, the number three contender, Cody Garbrandt, and the number four contender, Cody Sanhagen. If Frankie can get a fight with, say, a Marlon yeah. or a Cody, Corey Sanhagen, Obviously, Aljamain's next. If he can get a fight with a Marlon or a Corey, he could definitely, if he wins that fight, he could jump the line and fight Peter Yaw next. 
Listen, as, as long as they don't give him Jose Aldo, he will succeed. One hundred percent. If Frankie Edgar has any kind of kryptonite, it is it's a Aldo. Brazilian murderer and by the name of a Jose Aldo. Yeah. Other than that, he will succeed in this division, and who knows? Maybe he will get uh, his an, another belt. Quite possibly. Quite possibly, the two division champ. Anything else on UFC Fight Night, Munoz versus Edgar? Who were you most impressed with before we go? Who were you most impressed with? Then I'll give you two names. Well, I'll give you two names, brother. I will give you two. So first, I will go with the the biggest surprise of the card. I feel like uh, Shayna Dobson because nobody thought that she was going to win. Even though I feel like last week I told you, but... uh, that maybe yeah, like there's always a maybe, but it was a surprise. It was a big surprise for everyone. This underdog on the card ends up pulling it off, man. Great choice. And I feel like uh, the, for the second one, we will both agree about the same. I feel like Jordan Wright the because yeah, yeah exactly. the dude, there's so much hype. Like maybe the UFC didn't hype him, but they I'm hyping need to. him. I'm hyping. Yeah, they they haven't really hyped him at all. I really feel like we're the ones talking the most about him. And no one's really talking about him. Everyone needs to be talking about him. Yeah, killing people for in the first round and nobody talk about, talking about him doesn't make any sense. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I got to go with Daniel Rodriguez and Mike Rodriguez, both the Rodriguez boys going in there, making huge work, huge knockouts for both of them. You know, obviously, Daniel dealt with the adversity, ends up coming back, getting Dwight, uh, but also... Trevin Jones, UFC debut young man. You went out there and did the damn thing. Very excited to see. He's from Guam as well. He had a really hard time finding training partners and everything. Ends up still pulling it out. Don't make excuses. Just make it work. And that's what the young man did. Uh, anything else for you, UFC Fight Night? Munoz versus Edgar. Nothing special. I feel like overall it was a very, very good card. We had a lot of finishes. That's what we want. The main events really delivered. People said that there was some controversy, but I, I feel like even people just like to bitch about everything, you know. But I, I feel like, like a even seven out of ten. If there was a couple more fights on the card, it would have been a little better, but still very yeah. solid card. Very very solid. Now that about wraps it up for our coverage on UFC Fight Night Edgar versus Munoz. But like I said, if you guys have enjoyed this video and you you know want to listen to some of our other content, please subscribe to Native MMA Radio on our YouTube and Facebook channel. Walid is always on the Instagram posting great stuff. But yeah, super excited. Up next, we got, what is it, Smith versus Rackets. We're going to be talking about that in a second. I'm excited about that fight, man. Yeah. We'll talk about that whole card, uh, the return of uh, Mr. Robbie Lawler. But uh, like I said, we'll talk about that next, guys, and uh, stay classy, knuckleheads. Peace.